This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. on something uh, that, I'm w- no. that I'm wearing right now because I smell it. Oh my God. I can't tell if it's just like my tights smell bad or if my cat peed on something. Do you do what I do with tights and just never wash them? Yes. I also uh, don't wear underwear with them because I feel like they're a, <laughs> they're a big panty. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like they suck everything in. Yeah. So they're, they're an undergarment. They're technically an undergarment. I agree. Um, I probably should do a combination of either wearing underwear with tights or washing them. Cats do be like that. Yeah. She pisses <laughs> on everything. <laughs> they be peeing. <laughs> this bitch be peeing. This bitch wants me to clean her cat box more. So she pees on my stuff. Anyway. Welcome back to Puck Bunnies. Guys, this is a big one this week. It's a big boy. Uh, we have Justin Morissette this week. Woo! We are very excited. He is a play-by-play commentator for the Canucks, and he is a producer for Sportsnet Radio in Canada. Uh, so we're very excited to talk to him. My lighting, uh, so I'm recording this uh, in my childhood bedroom. That is now, as my mom calls it, the guest room. The lighting is terrible in here, and I want Audrey to think I'm pretty. I always think you're That's pretty. not true. That's 100% true. Um, <laughs> Christina is home for Thanksgiving in, in the great state of Texas. Yeehaw. I am still in D.C. because that is where I am from. I do. I have to travel about five miles for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Audrey's from the swamp. I'm from here. I never leave here and I will die here. Probably. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope it is. I mean, we have a lot of Canadian listeners, too. So Their um, Thanksgiving doesn't Thanksgiving. count. A month ago or whatever, whenever it was. We're going to have to ask Justin, like, is their Thanksgiving the same as ours? Is it about the pilgrims? I don't understand why they have Thanksgiving. Did they copy it from us? I think they did. We're going to ask him. We're going to find out. So it is almost the end of November. And we are now like a quarter of the way through the regular season, the hockey season. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can. These last two months have felt so fucking long. <laughs> and everyone's dead. Everyone's injured. We've got a shit ton of injuries that have happened in the past week. I literally do not think the Boston Bruins still exist as a franchise. They <laughs> have all died. It's just Marchand and like... What did I say? I said it's Brad Marchand and whatever piece of lint they could scrape together um, from the floor of 
TD Garden. But I mean, like, Audrey and I are going to be, like, a defensive pair for the Bruins. It's only, it's a matter of weeks until we are called up. Uh, I think that we would be great. I think that we would be too pretty for everyone to hit us. I think we would be great. Brad Marchand, obviously, um, Patrice Bergeron is injured. He's going to be out for, I don't think they know how long. There's something to do with his ribs. But I think we would be great. We would be great line mates for him, I think. Just three really annoying people. Yeah. Um, what they don't want to tell you is that Patrice Bergeron is uh, out getting his ribs removed so he can suck his own dick. <laughs> Boston does not want you to know that, but that's that's the truth. We should talk about who is doing good and who is doing bad at this point. Well, um, let's 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 take a look at who's doing good. So Nashville predictably is at the top of the is league. Is number one. They have they I have nothing to say about them except damn, they are doing good. They have won fifteen of the twenty one games they have played. That's a lot of so games. That's great. I think PK Subban is out right now. I think he's he's dealing with an injury. Classic. I mean like that's mm-hmm. gonna be a recurring theme. Is he does he get hurt a lot? I don't think so. Hmm. He takes really good care of himself. Uh, he does. So. Look, look at that beautiful man. Yeah. I just feel like the more video training videos you post on your Instagram stories, like the healthier you are. Wow. That's actually a good so, strategy. We should tell them. <laughs> By that standard, Tyler Sagan, PK Subban, and Michael Delzato are <laughs> the three healthiest people I in the NHL. I love watching Tyler's Instagram stories for many reasons, but that boy is always working out. He's working out and he's not eating fun things. No. Just a standard that I am not willing to hold myself to. Anyway, second place. Uh, Toronto. Duh. I've heard of them. Not surprising that they are in the top five. I am surprised that they're still hanging on to that number two spot. I uh, am too. Good for them because Austin Matthews is still out with a shoulder injury. And they still have not figured out what they're going to do with William Nylander. No, they haven't. We only have um, eight days left. That's not true. We have more days than that. I don't- 11. I think we have like a week and a half. <laughs> What's a month? I don't know. I don't know what day it is. I'm extremely unprepared for this episode. Audrey's really going to carry the weight in, in terms of knowing hockey and also the days of the month. It's <laughs> like, I'm hanging on. Anyway. So number three is my pick, as you remember, for taking it all this year. It's the Lightning. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Guess what? They also have a serious injury on their team. Andre Vasilevsky, who is their goalie. That's quite There's a name. so many vowels. There's so many vowels in that name. As you know, he is out I don't think goalies foot. matter. So I think they'll be fine. Just put an extra defenseman on the ice. Exactly. Just don't have a goalie. You shouldn't even need a backup goalie. Uh, you know what's weird, though, is that they... So they played the Flyers last week, mm-hmm. who are still not good they haven't figured it out yet. they're quite bad flyers they're quite bad have, have not figured it out mm-hmm. they were playing the flyers last week they were ahead five to one at the end of the second period mm-hmm. and in the third period they tied five five okay they let the flyers come back and they they beat them in overtime but like mm, what's going on there yeah who knows do goalies matter tbd they don't coaches and goalies don't matter <laughs> Who's number four? Number four is the surprise. Buffalo. I am I am so proud of my sweet boys. They are good. Good question mark. In the past like two weeks, they beat the Wild, who are also surprisingly good this year. Uh, the Jets and the Lightning. Wow. That's cool. Are they like moneyballing their team a little bit? Where they, I mean, like I, I know they had like the number one draft pick of the 2018 draft. And I think he's playing, right? Yeah, they've got like Rasmus is lighting it up. Mm-hmm. They also 
had a really good trade with uh, the Hurricanes that's worked out really well for them. They got Jeff Skinner and oh god, I love Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner is so Jeff Skinner is my boy. For those who don't know, it's a former uh, competitive ice skater, like a figure yes. skater. So like he's incredible at skating. He's a great scorer and he's also very cute. He's super cute. Uh, he has scored fourteen goals. And a combined 21 points in their 20 games so far this season. That is so many games. So he's doing really great. So they're good. Uh, Here's who's bad. Number 27 in the league currently is the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh. They are, they have improved their records since the beginning of the season, which was rough. But not not Uh, by much. Not by much. They also, they lost to the Flames. I find that acceptable because the Flames are actually like pretty good right now. They lost bad. They lost 7-2. Which is kind of a mess. For most of the game, it was 7-0. <laughs> I don't know if Marc-Andre Fleury was in net that night or if it was Malcolm Subban, but we got to have a talk about defense, guys, and like what it is. You can't be allowing seven goals. We can't have that here. Not in this, not um, in this league. Not in this house. Uh, <laughs> also rounding out the uh, bottom five are the New Jersey Devils. Who cares? Also, Miles Wood. Pour one out for Miles. Uh... Pits, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah! Number 29. <laughs> I love to see that. Uh, they lost to the Senators 4-6 to six this week, mm. which I'm sure was the morale boost that the Sens needed after this whole uber bullshit that continues to unfold. It's so good. So also, Pittsburgh is dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Uh, Matt Cullen, who's like one of their top centers, is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Sid was out for like a week. He is back tonight, so that is... Sure thing. Okay. Sidney Crosby. Good at hockey. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Okay, so then the bottom two are the Blues. Who just fired their coach, by the way. They did. I think they're going to hire Coach Q. It was was only a matter of time until they axed their coach. Will they bring in Joel Quenville? I think so. Let us pray, honestly. So it's like sort of up for debate if Coach Q wants to coach at all this year, this season Mm -hmm. again. But I feel like they'll probably just throw a bunch of money at him. Because he's still, get, uh, he's still yeah. getting paid out of his contract for the Hawks. So he's going to be a very wealthy man. Yeah, shove that money at him. Honestly, like, it's weird because I feel like the Blues have some pretty good talent. Yeah. They just... They just can't figure out what to do with they, it. They just can't figure out what to do with it. Like, they need... They clearly need a fresh perspective. Well, there's sort of, like, a sweepstakes going on, I think, behind the scenes for Coach Q right now. I know the Sharks are super interested. I know... Really? Um, another team. I can't remember. Like, maybe the Blue Jackets are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens. But I feel like the Blue, Blues... The Blue Blues are the, uh, the leading contender. Yeah. And then in last place... We have the LA Kings. They are bad, uh, despite their weird trades that they continue to make, and also the new coach. Although, last week, you watched them be the Blackhawks. In overtime, the most boring game of overtime I have ever Christina, seen. Christina, how was your first live hockey experience? Okay, it was super fun. Uh, like, going to see live hockey, I think, is just, like, the best way to watch the game. Um, however, that was probably the most boring game of hockey I've ever sat through, like, the whole <laughs> thing. Like, it was not good, folks. It was... What was the final score? Was it, like, 2-1? It was 2-1. They went to overtime oh. with 1-1. They were pl- they were icing the weirdest lines. Like, Jabrinkit was on the third or fourth line. And they, and they put my boyfriend, Nick Schmaltz, up on the first line. And I don't think that was a good idea because, like, they just looked turgid. Like, it was just, it were, they were Woof. slow. And, like, if you're... The fact, and the fact that the Blackhawks looked slow in comparison to the Kings. It's not good. Yikes. 
I mean, like, their goalie was, like, not great. Uh, what is his name? Corey Crawford? Yeah, he looked like shit. Anyway, it was it was fun, <laughs> like but I, I would like to shit. see them play a better team. <laughs> or, also, or be better. They're in town. They're in D.C. tonight. They're playing the Caps tonight. Oh, wow. Don't go. I am not going. I, I did see their bus pull up to Capital One Arena today, and I was like, Patrick Kane. Oh, God. I was actually like, come off the bus. Let's fight, bitch. He would beat you up. He would win. I don't think he would he beat me up. He has multiple assault charges. <laughs> oh, we do have one call. Oh, yes. Hey, Puck Bunnies. This is Eclair. Um, I don't know anything about hockey, but I just wanted to say, first of all, congratulations on having uh, a 69 in your phone number. And second of all, I just wanted to say that you're both really beautiful and you can hear it over the podcast. Everyone can tell, and they're all jealous of you. Okay, I hope you're having a great day. Bye. I love this call because she says, congratulations on having a 69 in your phone number. Like, I didn't choose that phone number on Oh, you did? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there were several available, and I just kept clicking to refresh until I got one with a 69. That is very on brand. Very on brand. (laughs) Also, thank you. It's been a rough uh, body image week for me. Oh, same. Every week. Uh, I was going to say, actually, like, I have a rough week. body image life. Yeah, it's been a rough 24 years. <laughs> Mercury's <laughs> been in retrograde forever. I have so much acne on my chin right now that I legitimately think I'm going to have to go back on Accutane for the first time since I was, like, 14 Do years old. Do not go on Accutane. Why? Because it'll, like, give you birth defects or something. I'm not going to have kids. Oh, true. I don't want to have kids. Doesn't it make you really pissy, too? I'm already really busy. That's true. I was going to say, I was like, well, Audrey's already mean. There are no downsides here. Audrey's already really mean to me all the time. So That's not true. I am so kind. You are very nice to me. I am a sweet soul. I've been breaking out too. I like turned 26 and then like I got a bunch of pimples and I'm like, what the fuck? I think it's a birth control thing also. Like I think it's, I've, I've been on and off the pill so much in the past mm-hmm. year and a half that I think it's just like, it's the, it's the hormones too. Um, and it's probably stress. Do you pop your zits? No, I don't. Oh, wow. Well, I behave well, myself. Look at this angel over here. I miss getting really good pimples because, damn. You loved popping oh, them. Oh, I love popping them. Yeah. My sister won't let me pop her pimples. Like, I have a 15-year-old sister, and she's got a big old zit right now. She won't let me oh. touch it. I'm sure the listeners love this. Hey, we're back, and we have Justin. Hello. I am thrilled. Justin, I'm thrilled like to, to be here. Yourself? Yes. Uh, my name is Justin Morissette. I, uh, I work... For I don't know if I should mention who I work for <laughs> on the show. Uh, I I am the studio producer for Vancouver Canucks broadcasts on Sportsnet Ooh. 650. So I got some real media clout over here. Hell and you are, yes! And you are making me feel like a real media person by inviting me to guest on a podcast. We so are thank thrilled you to that. have you. I have been trying to get Christina into the Canucks for the past two months, and it is working. I mean, there's a lot to like about the team right now, and I, I'm really glad to be here because uh, I was in Chicago uh, back at the end of August, early September, and I feel like being on this show is correcting the biggest error, the one thing that went wrong on my vacation, which is that I only got to talk to Christina about hockey for maybe like four minutes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where <laughs> I was going. I was like on my way out somewhere, and it was funny because I told you at the time, I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to launch this hockey podcast with my friend. Will you listen? And you were like, hell yeah. And now you're a guest. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the best guest you've ever had. That is true. That I'm is I'm happy fact. to be here. Yeah. So the Canucks, I've heard, 
and have seen are like doing decently right now. Um, I mean, right now <laughs> as we speak. A quarter of the way through. We're in a little bit of a skid right now. Yeah, we, they've <laughs> lost six in a row, uh-huh. but Ooh. they do play Anaheim tonight. So by the time you listen to this, they might have bumped that slide. Because if there's one team in the league that is more injured than Vancouver, <laughs> it, would be it the is the Anaheim Ducks, who at present are missing four of their top six defensemen. I don't I mean think about the Bruins though. Like in the past week they've lost everybody. <laughs> That's true. Know. Yeah, Bergeron's out for quite a while too. That Bergeron news is really I mean my Boston friends are they were like in tears. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be costly, but it's weird too because Anaheim has had some success of late as well. Obviously not as much as Vancouver, mm-hmm. but they're doing it in the like exact opposite way. Like Vancouver <laughs> when things were going well they basically had the approval of travis green to just like you know let let the horses run Mm -hmm. basically try to outscore all your problems because there are a lot of problems but they were also scoring a lot they were very relatable to me as someone who also likes to fuck away my problems (laughs) (laughs) i I connect with the canucks if i score a lot i can really overcome a lot of my own shortcomings yes exactly there was a period there where the canucks were the number one offense in the league or were tied with Tampa now obviously that has kind of fallen off since but like coming into this year if you had told me that 10 games in the Canucks would be so potent offensively they'd be like neck and neck with the lightning for best offense in the league Wild. I would not have believed that because there was a tweet from Christina uh, before the season started that was like Vancouver is gonna be so bad this year and not even bad in a fun way just like bad you did but say no. that <laughs> and, then, and then I saw Stefan Peck recently tweeted that they are bad but in a fun way and I felt very oh because they are bad in a fun way you know yeah they're so bad that they're good but i was actually impressed that you as a new fan christina were so perceptive to be able to pick up on how bad vancouver appeared to be coming into this year because i agree like i looked at this roster that coming off of last year's team obviously lost both sedine twins lost thomas vanek lost sam gagne because they sent him down to the minors out of training camp for some reason that's that's like 180 points off of their roster Mm -hmm. that they replaced with tim schaller and jay beagle and antoine roussel and i like antoine roussel jay beagle's my dad but well, like and, even the and most, and they have this like infant from Sweden that they got. Yes, but even the most optimistic people who wanted to see Pedersen succeed this year mm-hmm. probably would have put a cap on his success at maybe forty-five or fifty points in his rookie season. Yeah, like that would be a huge success. What's, and there are some nights for? where it looks like he might get forty-five points in one game. <laughs> he uh, he's up to seventeen points. He scored Aww. seventeen points in his in his first twelve games. Like either scored was an assist our sweet son i love and he's him. got 12 goals an on angel. the year already which is he's tied with ovechkin for like mm-hmm. the hottest start to a rookie season ever like he's just having an incredible year and as you guys obviously saw on monday night when we all watched uh the jets take on the canucks like this is a team that whether they win or not is exciting to watch so because fun. even even if it doesn't happen you 
you feel like the tantalizing promise that this team could do it, that they could mount a comeback. And right. they did it against Colorado a couple weeks ago in, like, one of the most exciting games outside of, like, the Sedin retirement nights. Colorado has the top first line in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. And Elias Pettersson had five points against that My team. Man. It was amazing. So they're not good. This is a team that probably still is going to – fall short of the playoffs and that's good too because they're not ready to be a player yet they still need at least a couple a more high draft two. picks and the draft is in vancouver this year so hey, why not flame I mean, you out say and that they might miss the playoffs but dude i don't know i mean pacific division is some hot garbage so it really is it's just the sharks yeah like yeah i mean the coyotes are doing fine like I said, we're 22, <laughs> 23 games into the year. Vancouver has lost six in a row, and somehow they are still in a playoff spot because the rest of the division is just trash. Hot garbage. It's a made-up sport, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so I do have a question for you. Sure. So the Canucks played the Jets this week, we watched, and they mm-hmm. lost 6-3. How much of that do you think is because Patrick Liney is allowed to play Fortnite and Bo Horvat isn't? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, probably a pretty <laughs> significant amount because, look, the Canucks are still allowed to play Fortnite at, at home. home. <laughs> so they could all have played Fortnite the night but before. But that cuts down on like 50% of, of your play. Well, especially this year when they've been on the road for like 75% of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 75 weeks at a time. Yeah. Yeah, because we're six weeks into the season. They've spent four weeks on the road already. That's a long time to go without playing Fortnite with your boys, I think. Yeah. How do they stop and this I, from playing? You can play it on your phone, right? I'm not a gamer. I don't think like, so. I don't think you can play it on your phone. I think Michael Delzato just like confiscates all of the little kids' phones oh, after every dick. practice. He, guys, like, he puts them all in a bag and then hangs on I to it. I was just his... talking to Christina about Delzato's Instagram stories. I don't pay attention to uh, his Insta. You'll have to fill me in. Well, we were talking about the guys who Insta their workout videos the most. He does a lot. Okay. It's always him and Tyler Sagan, obviously, and like um, P.K. Subban. Especially in the summer. And I think it's because Michael Delzato and Tyler Sagan and like all these other guys train. Oh, and Tom Wilson like train together in the summer. And it's just constant. It is, it is great content, let me tell you. He is a content machine. That's because Delzato is just still waiting for Lisa Ann to notice him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're not familiar, Michael Delzato famously Who's the, I don't know DM slides. He's a DM slider for porn stars, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. Well, may- maybe just Lisa Ann, but he was constantly... If it's Lisa Ann, it's definitely not just Lisa Ann, is my <laughs> So that's all I have to do to get hockey players to DM me is to become a porn star? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, but why like, am I, doing I think Delzato, Delzato was like leaning on her to like set him up with other porn stars i think yeah oh my god the whole thing was weird she outed all of it yeah. and kudos to her for doing that queen and you know he's been playing here for two years and we still haven't stopped making fun of him for it so and it's a nice shouldn't. little detail and like vancouver fans i feel like are brutal too yeah so what's the <sighs> culture like in in vancouver fandom for the canucks like i'm very curious because they love to riot but it's Canada. Yeah, well, you guys fucking love setting things on fire. Only when we lose game seven of the Stanley Cup final, which we've done more than any other franchise <laughs> in history. 
Not riot. I'm, I mean, we've done that more than any other franchise, <laughs> too. But lose game seven of the Stanley Cup final. I'd love to do that. Uh, it's my favorite. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell edgy. you. It takes years. It takes, like, maybe decades to move on from the pain of that. But uh, I, the less said about that, the better. Um, I don't know. I, I think we our reputation might be overblown. I think every Canadian fan base is, like, myopic and, and hypercritical and insane. Because, and, like, Except for the I Jets. Mean, they don't. They don't count. Well, that's because nobody lives in Winnipeg. Things have heated up a little bit for uh, the latest whipping boy this season, who's uh, Louis Erickson. He's old. Yes. He's making... He's not as old as you would think, though. <laughs> I think he's like 32 right yeah, now. Yeah, he's ancient. But he's making $6 million a year oh. for another four years or three and he's years just not, after this he's one. not producing enough no he's not he's not at all uh but in the past the first two years of his contract he wasn't producing either and he was still making six million a year and everybody gave him a free pass because it's just like he's so boring we couldn't even work up the nerve to be angry about how bad he was okay okay so he's like your boyfriend that you've been with for like a year and a half and like <laughs> he doesn't really do anything bad and but like you can't really break up with him because he's like there i feel like that's how calgary fans were about sean monahan yeah but sean monahan is boring in a fun way and also sean monahan is yeah good he's, he's, he's great this year so far yeah i i don't know if it's uh i think Pedersen has changed the game this mm-hmm. year not just in that he's exciting to watch but that if you're gonna play with him you better be good True. because louis erickson gets a lot of time to play with either bo horvat or elias Pedersen, and he you know, he's he is what he is, and it's not good enough. Whereas, like, if you were to be an old guy floating around with the Sedins last year or the year before, it's whatever. The team is terrible. Like, the expectations yeah. have just radically changed. Elias Pettersson has changed everything in this city. He's making everybody play at a higher level. Kind yeah. of, yeah, because he does things on the ice that obviously, like, no one can do. He is, he is just an, an alien. Am- <laughs> yeah, I mean that is that's one of his many nicknames in this city. Oh, really? And what are the other ones? He, he uh, Deaky P. Deaky P. Oh. We've talked about how much I hate that name. I hate that so much. <laughs> oh no. Uh, or just Petey. His his I teammates like call him Petey a lot. Uh, Alien. Sir Deeks a lot. Oh. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of different Pedersen nicknames, but he does these things that are just amazing. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that does have an effect of, like, rubbing off on his teammates of they kind of feel inspired to try crazy moves as well. And they might not always succeed. But you have sort of seen guys scoring fancier goals this season than in years previous because they just feel like, you know, if he can do it, why shouldn't I try that? And I feel like Jake Bertanen is a guy who's, like, really been lighting it up so far this year. Shotgun Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not allowed to uh, comment about Shotgun Jake because that was started by uh, our rival radio station. But Shotgun Jake (laughs) is such a good nickname. That's so good. It's like a wrestling gimmick, right? Like he, he, Jake Vertanen is like uh, the ringmaster, Steve Austin, (laughs) and Shotgun Jake is Stone Cold. Like literally in that they both chug beer constantly. (laughs) Um, It's like a gimmick that got him over because he was a very polarizing figure in this city for a long Mm -hmm. time. Obviously a very high picked taking sixth overall and didn't really look like he was going to pan out the way you would want from a guy taken that high. But 
then this season with the beers and with the goals he's scoring, everybody is pulling for him. And it's this very organic thing. And I don't know, I'm a wrestling fan, so I like to relate everything to wrestling on some level. But it is. He found a gimmick that got him over, and now everyone is cheering for him. It's awesome. And it's like hockey to me is so interesting because the storylines and like the chemistry do matter a lot more in this sport than other sports. You know what I mean? Like, so like if he has like good feelings behind him, I really do feel like he plays better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like it's not, and to me, it's not so much that way with like basketball or football or anything like that. It's like a sport that doesn't really, it doesn't make sense. It's a dumb sport. There's no logic involved. No, no, no. Like, stats, stats don't matter to me. Christina only cares about grit. They're all going to say that they don't read their own press or whatever. They, do. they, they don't pay attention to the media. They don't pay attention to what, what the fans are saying. It's bullshit. Yeah, of course they all do. They don't, like, try to factor it in. But if somebody is going to be, like Jake Vertanen, the subject of basically, like, this fan campaign of everybody rallying around this guy – that's going to naturally give you more yeah, confidence. Absolutely. And he's talked about that, how this season he, he just feels different. And obviously that might have something to do with like his physical maturation and, and mentally kind of being a couple years into his yeah, career and having a better beers. idea of how to carry beers. himself out there. <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is that. Really, it is. Because if, I, if you were to tell me that like everybody out there is cheering for me to do whatever I'm doing, like uh, as a radio person or a podcaster, that there's an entire movement <laughs> out there backing me to be the best podcaster I can be, I'm going to want to be right. that, you know? And I'm going to feel like I am that because everyone is telling me yeah, that I am. It's like so, the secret. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. It is the secret. <laughs> I know that, like, sports culture in Toronto is, like, very – it's, like, you know, entertain, like sports entertainment journalism is really intense. Like, what is it like in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Is it the same level of intensity on these guys or what? On the, pl- on the players mm-hmm. themselves? Like, in terms of scrutiny yeah, like, that can, they can face? Yeah, like, can they go outside without getting mobbed? Like, I know, like, John Tavares can't go anywhere in Toronto. He doesn't want to go anywhere anyway. He's so boring. I think guys can, can kind of – I mean – if you go to a bar, you're probably going to get noticed. I don't know that you're going to get mobbed because, I don't know, Vancouver has this weird thing where, obviously because movies have been filming here True. for so long, we we almost like, if you it's kind of like uncouth to swarm someone oh, if they're out okay. and about. You just see them and maybe like give them mm-hmm. a nod, like you know who <laughs> they are, but you don't want to bother them. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to bother people and I feel like... I feel like that's sort of our vibe up here is that, like, we'll see you. I see you, but I'm going to let you live. let you live your life. You know, exactly, exactly. But we do have a kind of – the media is more so at war with itself than at war with the players. Uh, Both because we have, like – two rival sports stations here um one of which i work for that sometimes go back and forth but more so than within the city it's it's outside of the city and this is something that for sure carried over from 2011 when if you looked at like the reception that the flames got when they went to the final in 2004 or the oilers got in 2006 or the senators got in 2007 the national media jumped on board with those teams and were like, "This is it. This is Canada's mm-hmm. team. This is our moment. One of this, these are one of these teams is going to finally bring the cup back to where it belongs." <laughs> you didn't see any of that Why? in 2011 wow. because the Canucks had, you know, Alex Burrows and Ryan Kessler and these players that you'd love, you would absolutely adore if they played for your team. But if they don't, they might be perceived as 
shitbags. Well, let's I love shitbags. Um, I love shitbags who play for any team. Tom Wilson, the Washington Capitals, can't relate. Oh, can't relate at all. <laughs> we called it like jerk puck at the time. Yeah. And so when they made that run, and that was an amazing team to watch in 2011, everybody in the national media in Toronto was like kind of pulling for Boston. And like Vancouver doesn't deserve it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. And so we, there is sort of like a, a Vancouver versus the world mentality where, like, these grudges run deep. We remember. We will not forget the way you treated wow. us. And how fucking dare you. So, so you know, there, there's a lot of, like, Vancouver media guys will get into it with Toronto media guys. And especially this year it's coming out in full force again because when Pedersen got injured, when Mike Matheson hit him with a urinagi and spiked him <laughs> on his head, the Toronto media was like, well, he's too small. He's, he's Maybe he too should small try and to play up. in the NHL. He's like the same size as a lot of guys that in the league. That kind of weird victim blaming stuff was insane. Yeah. I think it so is a way if, to like make it okay that they did what they did to him. And we are very protective of our talented son, Elias Pettersson. And if you're going to come for him, we're going to come for you. And he's like not even, I mean, he's big, but like he's, he's not, he's not filled out yet. I don't know. Can that you w- legally adopt somebody who already has parents? Yeah. Um, I'll I'm, look I'm into it. I'm a lawyer it. and I'll I say you can. look into it for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 19, right? He just turned 20 last week. He's hot now. Christina, he's he is not hot, and he has your birthday. Oh, that's right. You that's have right. the same yeah. birthday. Yeah. He still looks like too much of a child. Give I him think. a couple he has years. beautiful bone structure. He has exactly. beautiful bone structure. Exactly. It's gonna be there. Give him a few it years. Uh, we got a call from a Canucks fan. Unclear. Hey, this is Pat from the South Side of Chicago here. I got two questions. I can't admit I love watching this Canucks team this year. But what is up with Elias Pettersson's face? I can't stand looking at this little creepy Martian. And also, why is every single Canucks fan saying we should, they should trade Chris Tanev every trade of offer, every time? Seems like he's underrated. All right, I'll take my answer off the air. I got a light snack of uh, Italian beef sausage and uh, two cheeseburgers and eight Miller Lights waiting for me. I love Italian beef. Do not be mean to him. He has a perfect face. I mean, it's it's more his neck. He has a very like, long neck. Uh, just He's crazy very pale long. and very blonde. He needs like to gain. He's a giraffe like, neck. Probably forty pounds. No, no, he doesn't. Because <laughs> what makes him good is how elusive and sneaky and quick he is. And if you were to tell him that he needs to bulk up, nobody's to telling Johnny Gaudreau to bulk up. Exactly, Jonathan Hockey. On the Chris Tanev topic, I, I, yes, I love uh. Chris Tanev, and I know that you love him too. Uh, he's he's very undervalued. If that is correct. Him, but the reason cry. that he gets the reason he gets thrown into trade discussions is because I don't think it's because we undervalue him. I think it's because we realize that if you want to get something, you need to mm-hmm. give something up. And the way this team is going, and like the current like age ranges of. If you look into the future and think, when is this team going to be ready to compete? Is Chris Tanev going to be in his prime at that point? The answer is no. Is it more that right now they want to keep him around because he's mentoring people? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, he he has a, a big influence on how the team plays defensively. It's like... He's really good. He gets so much ice time. When he plays, it feels like he's literally always out there. 
unless he's being stretchered off for having like just blocked multiple yeah. shots like in a row or whatever. Yeah, he puts his body on the yeah. line like every game, and, and I, get, like I get scared whenever I see that. I I really wish he had fought his brother on Monday. <laughs> his brother who fought. Christine and I were texting. We were like, "Fight Brandon, fight him." <laughs> the, well, Antoine Roussel did fight Brandon Tanev, and afterwards, Brandon did like a flyby of the Canucks bench, just like you know, flipping them all off on his way yes. to the penalty box. And it's funny because yeah. everybody, he's like screaming at the Canucks bench and pretty much to a man, everybody is screaming except back at Chris. him. Except for they Chris. Except for Chris Tanev, who's just like he kind of like, like Jesus so funny. Christ. He was just like staring <laughs> Yeah, he's the just like looking away. Just so embarrassed. Like, yeah, it was fantastic. little brother. Oh my God. But he has, like, an appreciable impact on how well the team plays defensively more mm-hmm. than any other player. And, and an impact on, like, his goaltender's save percentage as well. Like, he just makes the team better. And, yeah, he is kind of being used in a mentor role right now. Not really in his deployment. When Alex Edler was healthy earlier in the year, they were getting just insane minutes together. So, obviously, that's two vets together. But... The plan, I would think, is Quinn Hughes is coming to this team, whether that's before the end of this season mm-hmm. or next Who's year. That? We are getting another little midget who is just amazing in terms of playing, moving the puck. Uh, in the minors right now? He's with the uh, University oh. of Michigan. He's I playing for the Wolverines again this year. He's learning how to read. Yeah. We're so yeah, proud he's of him. learning how to read. Yeah, but he, like Elias Pettersson, is very tiny. In fact, he's even smaller than Elias, and... But the things he can do with the puck and his skating, he's a magician. So, you know, that's like where the league is going. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're, we're valuing like small, fast, good skaters more than we're valuing people with a hard shot, which I think is like, duh, like that makes sense to me. So it's good that you're going to have a team of like tiny aliens, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's coming and he's going to need protection. And more than that, he's kind of offensively inclined his skating obviously can help him get back and make stick plays and make defensive efforts and whatnot all that stuff but like i think the plan ideally is for him to play with chris tanev because that'd be a pretty oh, natural pairing i would think son. yes son. father and father son is exactly there. right oh, but, but he comes up a lot and because you know i think comes up a lot in terms of going to uh, toronto no. too Classic. because that's naturally what we think is going to happen with him anyways like once he becomes an unrestricted free agent after next season also has his name been coming up in any of the like william nylander yeah. stuff that's kind of been going on yes and it drives leafs fans absolutely Good. insane <laughs> because they're like you are not going to get our, our disney prince boy. For a fucking mediocre defenseman like Chris Tanev, which is way undervaluing First of all, what Chris, Chris Tanev, Tanev is and what handsome. he can bring. Second of all, Chris Tanev, yes. good at hockey. <laughs> there was some athletic writer who called Tanev like a goddamn mediocre defenseman who is not going to fetch you William Nylander. And look, I admit one for one, Chris Tanev will not get you William Nylander. But could the Toronto Maple Leafs use a player yeah. like Chris Tanev? 1,000% no yes, defense. they could. They have none. You're talking about a team that has, like, Ron Hainsey God in bless. <laughs> so, speaking of people coming back, what's the timeline with Brock Besser? He did skate yesterday for the first time. Um, and this is kind of a weird injury because the whole time he thought it was a groin strain. And it turned out he had, like, um, an adductor, like, a problem with his adductor muscle, which I, I, I had to. So, this is a hip I was on the adductor. Yeah, okay, thank you. The adductor is the muscle that connects your thighs okay, to I the hips, degree, basically. So. It's, it could feel like it's a groin it's problem because the it's same in the area. same yeah. area. 
but it like it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you know, I think a lot of times guys try to play through a groin injury. Brock has not been right all year, and he still was an amazing part of that Colorado game. Him and Elias playing together, we haven't gotten to see it very often. But I'm glad that he's sitting out because this is not a playoff team, I don't think. And if they are, like you don't want to waste his health right. on, on that. Not at this time no. of year. Not at all. So that's kind of like the tantalizing thing about this season is that it's already been so entertaining, both with not just Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat has really, like he he has taken a, a, a step that I don't think anybody thought he could. You know, I think most people were thinking that Bo probably tops out at like a second line 60 point guy. And maybe he, that ultimately kind of is what he is when Elias Pettersson is your number one center. But Bo's probably still going to be in the 75-point range. Just given what he has done this year, playing with no one. They have really put all of their offensive weapons with Pedersen. Horvat has played, and they're still calling it the first line for the team. Like when they put out the line charts before every game, Horvat is still the number one center. But that means that the guys who are playing wing with him are, quote-unquote, the number one wingers (laughs) on the team. And for the better part of the last month, that has been... Tim Schaller sure. playing with <laughs> Bo Horvat. And Schaller has done nothing. Horvat is doing this all by himself, and it is incredible. And we still, yeah, we have this tantalizing promise of eventually Brock will be healthy. And I guess Jay Beagle, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Not the same level of hype, Audrey, unfortunately. <laughs> like, something really to watch about the Canucks is just like you said, they can make chances with nothing. Like, I don't know. It's it's sort of amazing. Like, they just have a couple of key playmakers that can just make things happen randomly, and which is why it's so hard to turn off a game with them, even if they're down by three points, because you don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. all Patterson, basically. He's just going to strip someone of the puck in the neutral zone, and literally out of nothing, there will be... Uh, like high intensity scoring chance within like yeah. the next five seconds. How long until they give him the C? Like two weeks? I th- it's it's probably gonna be Horvat. Sure. You guys don't have a captain right now, right? No, they're they're going with four alternates this year, and I think the reason that they did that is because. You know, they they might not say this publicly, but re- they have to be realists as well and look at the fact that, like, the pain is not over for this team just yet. Like, it's been a good start, and people are very entertained and thrilled to see what they've done, but this is going to come crashing down at some point. There's hard times coming. Enjoy what the we're enjoying right now. Forever. Yeah, and eventually it's going to get to that point where you're going to have to face yeah. some hard questions. Look, all the respect in the world to Henrik Sedin, not just for being arguably the best player in franchise history, but for being the captain Oof. for these last three years where the team has been objectively horrible. And he has to come out after every single game and answer the same questions. The same questions. When will you get better? Every yeah. single night. What's yeah, wrong with exactly, you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why are you awful? He had to do that for three years in a row, and the whole time he was doing that, Bo Horvat was like off in the corner, cloaked in shadow, with like Rubbing a little, his little like hands notepad out, just like just scribbling notes, like watching him intently because he, he's going to be doing that. And I think they didn't want to necessarily put that burden on him this year, while the team is still probably going to finish in lottery pick area. They're doing like a year-long captaincy development camp. 
Yeah, essentially. And I mean, Jim Benning was on our radio station during the home opener and said exactly that, that like Bo Horvat is likely to be the guy. It's just a matter of time. That's smart. I, I mean, like, I feel like more teams should do that when they have like a crop of young guys who are all basically the same age. And, you know, they have older players who leave who have been cornerstones of the franchise. Like, I feel like you shouldn't just pick somebody. You should let it develop. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially weird when, like, a new player comes to a team and is the oh, yeah? Tavares? Like, immediately. You implicating oh, somebody right Or, now? like, uh... <laughs> like, oh, you're good. Or, like, hey, you're a really great player. We're going to make you captain. It's, like, it's very weird to me when teams do that just because of, like, how much you're producing on the ice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, the, the best example, I think, this year of what makes a good captain is Justin Williams for the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, no, he's not their top yeah. scorer. He's literally just a dad. He's everyone's dad. That's what the cat. They should just change it instead of a C. It should just be a D. Yeah. It should be Team Dab. Team Dad. But then it becomes difficult when you have, obviously, number numerous candidates. Because there is, like, a divide in Vancouver right now. Fans who want Horvat to be the captain. And, and fans who want Pedersen to be the captain. And fans who want you Brock to be the captain. You can't make a 20-year-old anything. You can't give a 20-year-old any responsibility. And he's a Scorpio. Well, no, thank you. I think Gabriel Landeskog was named he's captain, captain of the Avs when he was yeah. 19 years old. Yeah, but you you can't have all those guys no. vying for the D. <laughs> fight, fight it out for the D. It's, it's, it's a bad, so it's a you, bad look. So what do you think about the P- situation what do you what are they going to do about this it's not going great and brandon sutter as much as i i hate to credit him because like he's been one of the players who's just like the bane of my existence over the last several years he's he he was taking the flack when erickson wasn't getting it and maybe that's why erickson is finally a focal point this year because previous whipping boys whether it's lucas Bezo or brandon sutter they're they're either gone or injured so it's like we need to focus our hate somewhere um and i'm not saying like that those guys are scapegoats because they do deserve (laughs) criticism 100%. Um, But Brandon Sutter was a big part of the penalty kill, and he's out. Obviously, they went a stretch without Tanev. The goaltending is not very good either. Although, although on Monday, they were awesome. The first 30 seconds of that game on Monday was rough. I felt so oh, bad God, for when him. When that stuff happens, I'm like, damn, you hate but to see that. But he made amazing saves for the rest you, of the game. You like, he was n- amazing. Yeah, like, I like Jacob Markstrom, and honestly – this team does not should not have a great goal <laughs> yeah. right now, you know? If I want them to be a lottery team making a top five like pick when the draft is here in June. In terms of goaltending. <laughs> exactly. It helps, if anything. So and honestly, they found like the perfect formula to be a bad team right now. They have very spotty defense, inconsistent goaltending, perfect. and an incredible offense. So they're still fun to watch I, even I if they lose. Like, like I could watch five, like every yeah. every game. Like I could watch Monday's game against the Jets. I could watch that 60 more times all year long and have no problem. First period, but that it game was very late. 10:30 my time. So I was like, "Good night. This was fun." <laughs> We're really suffering in terms of Pacific Division because like I'm not going to stay up until like 12 a.m. And you're a, you're an hour behind me too. And I'm not going to stay up that late to watch the fucking Sharks. Yeah, I, I know you guys usually watch the Tuesday game, but I think because of Thanksgiving this week, there was, there was one, one game. There was one last game, night. and it started at seven thirty Pacific. No. The real problem, though, has been the power play, and and obviously that's been hurt by the fact that 
Brock is hurt, and Sven Berchi has been hurt with a concussion for like three weeks. I feel like his injury has almost Aww. made him like the forgotten man because so much focus has been on when's Brock coming back that like you forget, you know, Sven Berchi has been a first line winger for this team for the last year and a bit. He's also very important, but they did bring back Sam Gagne. They called him back up from the minors, uh, which I don't even know what he was doing there I in the first place. Have, have poor opinions of him and Goldobin. Oh, he's yes. really fun to watch though. Goldobin. I love Nikolai Goldobin. He's my son. He, I've been really banging the drum hard for him since the end of last year where it looked like he took a bunch of strides and was like turning into a real NHL player. He was playing with UC Jokinen. Fake name. UC Jokinen was playing for his fourth oh, team in one oh. season. And that line was having success. And people were like, oh, it's, it's UC Jokinen. It's like, are <laughs> it's you kidding me? Style. Look at him. Look at my beautiful son. Look at my yeah. special boy. Who is driving this success? A skilled young Russian or a 36-year-old playing for his fourth oh team in God. one fucking year? So I always wondered, this but, is maybe a dumb question, but, like, whenever they send you back down to the minors, like, what happens to your salary? Like, do you... Well, in yeah. the case of someone like Sam Gagne, he is signed to a one-way deal where I believe he's making something like $3.1 oh. million a season. And when you're on a one-way deal, your salary stays the same. That's the team just eats right it, there. basically. So, so when you're on a two-way deal, it can change. Yes. Two-way means like you're sa- you have a minor league salary rate and a that pro sucks. league salary like rate. But I don't, I don't even know why they sent Gagne down in the first place. Like... I think they were trying to send a message like no one is Man, safe, but it's happens. a new Pittsburgh's year. Pittsburgh's trying but that right now, and it's working out really terrible. <laughs> I just told you earlier that Tim Schaller has been playing on the first line for a fucking month. What is Sam Gagne doing playing for the Toronto Marlies? You know, yeah. you, these these boys they can't read, yeah. so you gotta you gotta show them. God, the Marlies have so much money. Yeah, well, I mean, Vancouver was still paying Very his salary cool. the whole time he, he was down there. He had a nice there. little break in Toronto, and now he's but, back. Yeah, I, I think the reason he stayed is that, like, the team just felt awkward about the whole thing. Like, I don't, maybe I don't have to apologize we to him if I never bring him soon. back. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you're breaking up with your exactly. boyfriend and then kind of getting back together at the same time. You're like, well, I just I can't be seen in public with you for a little bit, but, like, can you come over later? Everything <laughs> I'm going to relate to in hockey is about sex. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, it's perfect. All of your analogies have Thank worked you. perfectly God, so far. Her. You're, you're <laughs> killing it. But but you probably saw on Monday too. Like he had about as much of a statement game you can have yeah. without actually getting a point. He was just had all these insane dishes. It looked like Bo Horvat scored at one point, but the goal oh, the that puck was just rough. like rolled across the goal line yeah. without ever going in. Like he wants mm-hmm. to be here, as anyone should. Nobody wants to. If you've been in the NHL for ten years, nobody wants to go back no. and become an AHL player. I'm hoping he will help. Mm-hmm. He's a very talented passer, and and he. Had amazing success in Columbus two years ago. He was a 50-point player for the Blue Jackets. And he, he had success in a very specific role that Vancouver last year just never had any interest using him in. So, I mean, with all these injuries, I'm hoping maybe he can, so he can show what he's made of again. So do you have any pieces of, like, of really weird Canucks trivia that you would like people to know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I told you when I was hyping up Chris Tanev and, and how lovable he is. I think I also mentioned a little bit about Sammy did, but, Sallow, but did I not? I would love to. Sammy Sallow is my favorite defenseman in Canucks history because he's just he was a well-rounded player who could do everything. He was very defensively solid. He could throw, like, 
big hip checks. He once, like, felled Peter Worrell, who, if you're not familiar, is, like, a <laughs> seven-foot-tall goon who who's literally – he's just one of those – it was, you know, in the early 2000s when every team still had just, like, a massive like a barely fighter skate. An awful who might person. only play <laughs> – yeah, exactly, exactly. And Peter Worrell was one of those guys, just could barely skate, enormous, just lumbering around the ice. Sammy Salo once hip-checked him and, like, flipped him, and it was incredible. But but he's also has, like, one of the hardest slap shots that I've ever seen and uh, was just, like, a warrior. But the thing about Salo, why he will never be respected or why he's a rare pick for someone to say, oh, he's the best defenseman the Canucks ever had, he would just <laughs> get injured all the time he his bones were made out of glass or he was like cursed by a (laughs) witch at an early age for taking something out of a garden or something you know like because he suffered the most bizarre injuries one year he missed multiple games because while he was in finland in the off season he was bitten (laughs) by a poisonous snake in finland wow i didn't think they did either uh but the but the best injury that he ever suffered was on the 2011 Cup run. He took a slap shot directly <gasps> to the groin, and it shattered oh his God. jock strap. And there was all this conversation about, like, he's got, his like, destroyed. His testicles have been demolished. Like, they were, good. They were basically preparing to announce that oh. Sammy Salah was going to miss these games with, oh like, a ruptured testicle. And yet because he's such a warrior because nobody to me embodies the playoff spirit of just wanting the cup so mm-hmm. bad more than Sammy Sallow he played oh, wow. he, had, he has the cup shards in his dick I am prepared to now say that the riots were justified I, I got one more story for you this one's from Henrik Sedin this is uh because uh, 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 he is also a warrior I think I feel like the Sedins no. do not get the respect that they deserve in terms of like the game that they played and how tough you need to be to cycle along the wall like that for your entire career Henrik Sedin on one of his hands only has four fingers because he I think it's either his pinky or um, I'm not sure exactly which finger it was, but he broke a finger in a playoff game and the doctors were like, well, you know, you can either have this, you know, injury that will keep you out for however long, or we can just amputate your finger and you can keep playing right now. And he said, yeah, cut it off. So he's just missing, like, you know how your finger is Mm -hmm. like three parts? The top part is just cut off on one of his fingers, gone forever. What a a warrior. I would lose a finger. (laughs) I mean, you yeah, have, you have ten. I mean, I think a lot about like, how, like what I would do for money all the time. <laughs> yeah, I I would get or like what I would like, <laughs> I think if I, I have this like thought experiment where I go like, how much is is one body part worth? And also, how much of my life would I give away to eat whatever I want and have a really hot body? Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, like tw- like at the end, <laughs> you know, like take it off the top. That's fine. Yeah, yeah like Henrik yeah. like, Sedin's finger. Take it off for, the like, top. Ten thousand dollars, probably. Yeah, same. I don't need that. Probably five. <laughs> a thousand. I'll do it for $10. I'll do it for 10 uh, another another classic Canuck story in team lore that has just like been passed down through the ages is uh, in the mid 2000s we had a Russian player named Artem Chubarov who was our like third or fourth line center. I loved this player. He, this was like the beginning of my obsession with like <laughs> I like role players <laughs> instead of the stars. You know, it's like it's like the hockey equivalent of like your favorite Backstreet Boys. Relatable. Howie. I I truly loved Howie. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> 
<laughs> and that's how I felt about Artem Chubarov. But as Russian players do, he eventually went back to Russia and never returned to Vancouver uh, at the end of a season. The thing about that, though, is that he had a car. He bought a BMW to drive around Vancouver, and he just left oh it in God. the parking lot of Rogers <laughs> yes. Arena. It was like, because the players get like private underground parking underneath the building, right? And he just left his car there, and I'm pretty sure oh it was there for like God. a year. And he didn't year. get towed? maybe more just set it might still be there they might like have now. put a plaque out yeah it's part of like <laughs> oh a museum God. exhibition now artem chubarov's bmw which like what an insane amount of money but that justin you could... they're so yeah stupid. they're so yeah dumb. well you know, i mean you were talking about patrick Laine playing Fortnite earlier he had a quote earlier this year where he talked about how uh, when they like want to get like a LAN party going basically in the hotel after games, they will stop at Best Buy or wherever and buy a big screen TV and move it into one guy's room so that they've got multiple TVs going in one room. And then they just leave what? it there. God. So Patrick Laine has big screen TVs in cities all over the world. In, in and by hose, I mean TVs that he shouldn't have bought. God. You know what? Like I, I say all the time that like hockey players I deserve mean, more of like the revenue share from the NHL. And like now that I think about it, they actually don't need any more money. They're all just cost. They'll just do crimes or like make. They will do decisions. crimes. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure he just rushed out of Rogers Arena after the game on Monday. I got I got to catch the the late Fun. night Best Buy before it closes on, on Robson Street. Um, this was so fun. Yeah, Justin, do you have anything you want to plug before we get off? Yeah, uh, I I I have a podcast called Real Good Show. It uh, is on it's on a hiatus right on now, it, but it will be coming back. Yes, I would love it if you would, because uh, I would love to talk to you more about your uh, kind of oh, journey into a, becoming a, a hockey fan. It's been long and arduous. <laughs> I know, I know, but I I feel like this is a kind of. Um, you know, a, a male-dominated You don't fan. say! <laughs> These guys are just dumb, idiot, the, hot the, boys. Like, why do boys watch this? Like, why? I don't understand. You know, I just, I, I hope that you have not had a, a, a negative time oh. with uh, douchebag no. We only follow hockey care lords. I will say. So. But yes, real good show. Uh, we'll be coming back eventually. If you're in the Vancouver area, please listen to Sportsnet 650. You can hear me talking on there on evenings and weekends from time to time, and I have uh, I produce the Canucks broadcast for them as well. And if you like professional wrestling, I have a podcast about that as well called Top Marks. And uh, check I that may out. Listen and to yes, that to find out Bunnies, who thank Lynch you so much is. for having me. Oh my God, I love Becky Lynch. You should. Becky Lynch is I, the hottest star up on my, the planet like, right Instagram now, in my opinion. Tab, and I'm like, who? You're so beautiful. It's so scary. <laughs> I don't know who she and, is at all, but like. But I am in love with her and would die. Yeah, for her. like I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with her. She's like the man or something. I want her to be my man. Mm -hmm. She she's the man. Yeah, absolutely. I want her to kill me. <laughs> Chris Tanev can kill me, and Becky Lynch can kill y'all. I don't care. Well, thanks so much for absolutely, coming on. This was a lot absolutely. of fun. This, you're our first guest, best guest. Uh, as always, Christina and I are thrilled that you are listening. Please rate, review, do all that shit. Or not, whatever. I don't really care. Uh, have a great not-Canadian Thanksgiving. It is American Thanksgiving tomorrow. Canadian Thanksgiving, not real. Can't prove Can't prove that's real. I, I am thankful for all of our listeners, except for um, the ones who don't like me and listen anyway. I don't know. I'm thankful to the ones who keep calling in to ask Christina about college football. Please stop. Uh, please, please stop doing that. It is not a college football <laughs> podcast. 
Okay, bye, Justin. Bye, Justin. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.